Some people want to live on Mars, but most people are content just to live on Earth. And by Earth, I mean land. But what about places not as extreme as Mars and not as normal as Earth? Well, the three components of the Earth's biosphere, its land, its atmosphere, and its water. What if I told you that there are scientists and developers and other people who are building houses and cities and industries on water and on the edge of space? Let's dive into it and find out what I'm talking about. As an example, right, I'll give you four scenarios, four developments. Let's talk about ship homes that are built for people to live in all year round with lux luxury apartments and uh, from studio sizes to three bedroom sizes, right? And with explorations around the globe as an additional perk. There are also floating homes. These are made out of materials like bamboo so that they can float regardless of water conditions, right? How about floating cities? which are built to replicate a typical city structure, its amenities, its functionality, right? And then there are floating industries in space. Would you know it, right? These are obviously built to be efficient, to operate autonomously, and to make products for usage on Earth or elsewhere. Now, you might be wondering, what's, what's the point of all this? Why, 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 what's the point of all these developments? Well, the developers say they're trying to solve some significant problems, right? There are some places that are suffering the effects of a changing world. So places with increased fl flooding, right? Um, places with rising water levels that will benefit from some of these developments. There are also areas with frequent tsunamis, hurricanes, earthquakes, and other natural disasters, right? These places have become unfit and undesirable to live in. Now, if you're talking about industries that have been built on water and in space, many of the manufacturing and production quality problems that we have in the world right now are due to the environmental conditions here on Earth, right, or here on land. And also, when you're talking about the industries, there are issues with privacy and intellectual property prote protection, right? And the, 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 the proximity and easy access here on land makes it hard to protect these things. Now, if these developments become commonplace, right, it means there will be decreased land use and <laughs> most of Earth will be empty, right? And that also means there will be the need to develop new transportation infrastructure, new routes, and new modes of transportation. But the downside to that, in my opinion, is more isolated communities and more isolated cities. So the social aspect of the world as we know it might become actually much worse. In case you're wondering, this is the Hard Tech Podcast live stream. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoy this content, please go ahead and like this video and subscribe to the channel so that you see more, more, more content like this. I'm going, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go ahead and analyze each uh, development in some detail. Okay. And as I do that, please 
leave your comments and uh, questions in the in the chat uh, here on YouTube. Um, I will go ahead and read them and respond to them as I go along uh, this live stream as usual. Okay, let's uh, let's let's get into some of these developments real quick. Let's talk about ship homes, right? So there are, as I said earlier on, there are some large ships that have been built to for people to live in all year round. And they offer explorations outside of the ship as an additional perk. Believe it or not, this is, this, of, of course, this is not new, but it's becoming more common now. And um, an example of this is a large ship called The World, uh, Residences at Sea. Uh, the, 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 uh, the owners claim that this is the largest uh, uh, residence-based ship in the world. So... People actually live on this on the on this on this ship. It's not built just to take you from a place one place to another. It's built for you to live in to basically live on water, right? Um, so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you a very short clip from from the world, and and I'm going to uh, analyze the concept, and we'll go from there. Let's take a look at it real quick, right? So. Let's play this. Yeah, I'm going to play it without sound, guys, because I'm trying to avoid copyright issues here. <laughs> uh, let's play it. And I'm going to try to illustrate as I go along for those of you listening via audio. So it it you can see, obviously, right off the bat, you can see how this, this, is, this seems to be geared towards a life of luxury. Um, and I like the fact that they're clearly, they clearly know what audience they're going for. They're going for people who have the means to afford, afford this. And the, the dramatic uh, representation of, of the lifestyle is, is, uh, is pretty obvious right off the bat, right? You have the chefs, you know, who are professionally dressed. Uh, the servers professionally dressed, uh, people eating, uh, I don't know, expensive meals, you, people getting served in bed. This is, uh, this is definitely not what most people experience, right? So uh, let's see what else here. Okay, so it, it, you can see... So you can see here there's someone in a spa. You can see it's, it's offering like typical lifestyles that you would get um, on on land, right? Uh, and uh, outside of the ship, you're able to also explore the water in, in, in canoes or smaller boats and things like that. So let's see, let's see some more, see what we have here. Now, this is all well and good. Uh, yeah, they even have movie theaters inside of the ship. So basically, it's like a very small town or something type of feel. And then you're able to also go off. Let me see if I can show you guys here what it looks like to. Yes, so you're able to dock on some ports and explore the land, right? As you go along. So 
It's a very fantastic concept for those who just want to live on water, who want their houses, their homes to be on water, right? Permanently, all year round. As you can see, this is obviously um, luxury themed, right? It's luxury themed. It's, uh, it's catered towards the upper class and the wealthy. And it seems to be geared towards the concept, the possibility of exploring the entire planet from your home. So a ship moves from place to place, all right? And you're able to basically live around the world while you're in your house at the same time, right? But considering how this is designed and how it's structured, my, my, my belief is this is the, the users of this... Um, of these houses will probably treat them like vacation homes, right? And like I said, they have several sizes of homes from studio sizes to three bedroom homes. So it's a very interesting concept. This is first concept I wanted to look at. And uh, I'm not, in terms of eventual adoption, uh, this this probably, my only critique is it seems to be geared towards those who have a lot of money to spend, right? Uh, but that's cheap homes. Let's talk about floating homes, right? And guys, please, like I said, leave your comments in the chat. I'm going to read them as I go along. Okay. Uh, floating houses, right? These are for places suffering the effects of a changing world. You can call it climate change if you want. They're places with... Uh, increased flooding, rising water levels, and many other environmental issues um, that have made it impossible to live on, on land, right? Typically land that is close to water. And so if you build a house out of uh, materials that can float, like, like bamboo, uh, then and you allow it to just float along the water, you anchor it sometimes, depending on where the house floats to, then it can be fine regardless of most water conditions, right? So what, what I want to do right now is I want to go to Vietnam with you guys. There's a company called HP Architects, and they're known for their work on this concept. I'm going to analyze what they have done here real quick, right? HP Concepts, let's see what they've done. So here's an example of, of the design of a floating house, right? Uh, as you can see, it's... It looks like it's made entirely out of bamboo, including uh, the windows, the doors, the entryway. You see a small canoe on the side. Uh, this is what it looks like on the interior, just from the design. And, and then this is what it looks like as you're building it. So it seems really easy to be built. And, and there seems to be some, some waist, weight structures underneath to just keep it uh, heavy enough. Uh, not to f not to be flimsy, but also buoyant uh, enough not to not to sink right into the water because it's too heavy. So it's, it has it has some balance to it. Uh, let's look at a, a short video from them. Also, let's make this. Let's make this uh, first screen right here. So I'm going to play this, and I'm also going to illustrate because there's barely any sound on this video. Um, so you can see the interior of the uh, of the bamboo house, right? You can see from the top the area of view. It has 
you know several species entry points and and for for humans and for uh, for uh, for ventilation right several windows um my only critique of this of this concept so far is that it seems just to be like a very boring design like if you're going to live on a floating in a floating house at least uh <laughs> make it look good right but the concept is is fantastic for areas that are really suffering from from uh from uh, environmental issues that make it difficult to live on land that's next to water but the concept is 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 really good and that critique i have is what about rain right it doesn't seem to be to be easy to doesn't seem to protect you from 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 rainfall. It seems like if if rain falls on this house, it's gonna you're gonna be it's gonna the entire place is gonna be soaking wet, right? That's what it looks like. But it seems to be moving and floating on water comfortably, right? So you can see. So uh, that's HP. That's HP Architects' uh, design and actual prototype for floating houses. Right, so so that's pretty good. Um, so some other thoughts on this. Now, again, it's a concept. It's been developed in in East Asia, typically. So in this case, in Vietnam, and it seems like in some cases for this for the uh, demo that you just saw, um, the bamboo house is being anchored. While it's been tested to the lake floor, but the but the overall goal is to let the house float eventually, right? To just let houses move around. It'd be interesting to see how how the movements will be coordinated when you have a lot of houses just floating, right? But if you're in this space, if you're if this intrigues you, just know that um, when there are a lot of places around the world that need houses of this nature, uh, just so that they can live and thrive and survive. Now, this is very different from like houses that are very close to shore where uh, you just see houses like lifted above water and people live permanently above water this is the concept here is to let it float not just to be in a constant location right so that's that let's go on to the next concept real quick this is this is not going to be a very long live stream so you guys uh it's going to be a, a uh a brief one but it's, it will be awesome right let me before i go into the, the next concept of of which will be floating cities i'm gonna read your questions real quick let's go to the chat um famo tv says is this a futuristic concept and how soon could this become reality um the answer to that is it's hard to tell um if it could become reality soon but Depending on how the problems that that, that are driving these developments, how 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 these problems get in the next few years or in the next few decades, we could see a rapid development of, of technology. So, environmental issues that, that are causing flooding and are causing other 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 problems, like rising water levels, are they are they going to get worse over time? Right? And is it is it cost effective to to build a city or an industry on water versus land? Does it produce better products? Is it cheaper to produce those products that way? So these are things that would drive um, development and an interest. 
uh, B League TV says it's not for everyone, and that's normal. Uh, personally, I can't live in water. I get it. <laughs> yes, a lot of people will probably be queasy about the concept of living on water. That's true. All right, we're gonna go on to the next uh, uh, next um, concept right here. The next development: floating cities. Right, we're getting they're getting weirder and weirder. Right, so floating cities. Let's see right here. So there are many reasons why you would want a floating city, right? But the only company that seems to be doing a lot about, or the only entity that seems to be doing a lot about this concept is doing it for, I would say, very good reasons, right? For situations in which you have frequent tsunamis, tornadoes, uh, hurricanes, you know, earthquakes, and other natural disasters, right? So places like... Uh, Places close to close close to water in Japan, for example. Actually, let's let's go to Japan real quick. I'm gonna share this right here. Right, there's a development called Dogen City. Right, Dogen City is being built. Right, with the concept of they want to build what's called a new ocean. Right, to use the ocean as a new economic space. And uh, developers say uh, they borrow this concept from SpaceX because space, SpaceX is trying to build something called a new space, right? Um, the city is designed to have it all. As you can see in this, uh, on the website here, you can see how it looks so futuristic with, <laughs> with the entire city seems to have everything you have in a normal city. It has houses, it has industries, it has... It has, uh, it even has natural vegetation, right? Grass, trees, and things like that. Um, but they say it's designed to have, to to have food, to have a nice environment, to have nice architecture, to have, to be able to uh, be used for data purposes. It, it can generate its own energy, and ocean resources can be uh, derived from this. But the main focus is healthcare. And like I said, it's built to replicate the typical city structure, its amenities and its functionality. I'm going to play a video of theirs real quick here. Uh, let's see. Yes, let's play this video. Right, so you guys can see more of, of what I mean here. I'm also because because this video is in Japanese, I'm going to mute it and just illustrate. So they're saying they've built a new city called Dogen City. It's a floating smart smart healthcare city, right? And as you can see, uh, this is just designs, obviously. Um, uh, yes, the focus is really really on healthcare, uh, and you're gonna notice a theme with with this concept and the next one. It seems like selling healthcare is a good way to get people to invest in your idea. Oh, we're just trying to do this for healthcare, right? <laughs> um, okay, so it's an autonomous floating architecture that allows for resource circulation, sustainable energy and data architecture. Again, smart healthcare city. This is uh, really seems to be a good buzz, buzz phrase now, right? 
So it's built like a ring structure. There's a ring structure around it. So you, what you're seeing right now is a cross section of the ring structure. You can see how uh, above water, you have typical living uh, uh, design, the industry, the houses, the uh, amenities and all that. And below it, you seem to have some kind of data structure uh, for, and what's, well, this is, this is good. This looks good because it seems like based on what you're showing here, because the all of the structure that's underwater is typically the type of structure that needs to needs to be in a cooler environment. So your data your um, your data houses and uh, your your servers and things like that would thrive better under underwater, right? Obviously not exposed to the water, but you know surrounded by it, right? So that's pretty cool, right? Uh, let me see what we have on this video. Okay, let's keep going. So you can see the design over here. And this is pretty cool. You can see how some of the houses on the water are just moving as we go along here, right? So it's it's pretty nice. You can see, again, you can see it's a floating architecture. Everything floats, everything moves, right? The houses, the, obviously the ships that transport things between the small boats that transport things between houses, right, are, are allowed to move. And like I said, they're going to store all of the data centers underneath the water, right? So again, uh, I'm just going to read what they have here real quick. Uh, they have devices and sensors. They're talking about the overall operating system of the Dogen city. Telemedicine, robots, uh, drones, observations, surveys, surgery. Basically, again, healthcare theme. It's easy to sell healthcare, right? <laughs> if you're trying to raise money for your for your for your design. Um, and yep, that's. I think that's pretty much all I want to show here. But it's a pretty interesting concept. It is. It is. Um, but it's left to see if a lot of people will want to invest into this and 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 develop it in full, right? It's 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 left to be seen. Um. All right. Let me see if I have some more comments here, some more questions here before I go into the next concept. Let's see. We're still talking about floating cities. So. Actually, we're done talking about floating cities now with the uh, Dogen City example, right? Let me read. Uh, I got there's another chat here. Is uh, could we see these types of homes from from Yaz? It says, could we see these type of homes replace traditional living spaces? Yes, I, I I think so. I think not entirely, but in some cases, people a lot of people have a lot of. Uh, uh, time and, and money to, to waste and, and to use for explorations. If you can sell the concept, if, you, if you're a good salesman and you can sell, sell it really well, then a lot of people are going to want it to be. The reason why I say yes is because people are already living on, on, on the world, the ship, right? I talked about earlier on. So if you build like a really nice house on water that floats, somebody is going to buy it. Someone's going to live on it, right? Now, how widely adopted is it going to be? I it's left to be seen. Like I said, it needs to be driven by by problems, right? In this case, 
And enough, are you solving a need? Are you solving a problem specifically by providing these options? Um, that that would be the the answer to to whether this is going to work or not, right? Now we're going to go on to the fourth concept, which is or the fourth development, which is floating industries in space. Now. I'm going to just give you a quick analysis of, of the concept of space, right? The Earth's atmosphere, which is, like I said, one of its bio, one, one of the components of its biosphere, so land, atmosphere, and water. We've talked about water, right? Floating ships, floating houses made out of bamboo, floating city concept, and now we're talking about floating industries in space. The Earth's atmosphere is about 6,214 miles above ground. Beyond that, you begin to blend into space, right? Now, there's a company called Varada Space Industries based out of California. And this is their website right here. Let me go ahead and share this. You guys can see, right? This is uh, Varada Industries right here. Right there. Their claim is they're building an orbital manufacturing platform that delivers products back to Earth, right? And other places, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. So as you can see, they're building factories in space. I will show more of what they're doing uh, in a sec. Let me just, because I still want to provide some kind of analysis here real quick. Now, this company is gaining a lot of traction. They've raised, I, I did some research on this, and I think they've raised about, $175 million so far. So they're really, really, really serious and going all in on this, right? Uh, the idea is to operate multiple autonomous space factories in the Earth's orbit that's capable of manufacturing sensitive materials that can only be made in a zero-gravity environment, right? There are some materials that are just really difficult to manufacture on Earth here, on land here. Um, and this is why sometimes you find some of the semiconductor uh, factories or, or or companies being located in places like Arizona, you know, places, specific cities and specific states, right? Simply because the environment is more suitable for it. And even then, it's not perfect. There's still problems in those places. Now, keep in mind, even though they say they want to uh, manufacture in a zero-G environment, the term zero-gravity or zero-G is actually incorrect because there's it's going to be gravity everywhere in the universe. Even if you're only exposed to a tiny amount of gravity, there's still gravity. So the correct term should be microgravity. Now, keep in mind that what Varda Industries or Space Industries is trying to do is not, it's not really new. Um, but the only thing is no one has actually succeeded in trying to do what they're trying to do. Because a lot of people, a, lot, a few companies have tried to actually manufacture products in the International Space Station. Uh, it's just that they haven't been able to make it at scale or to be able to make the products and then deliver it back on Earth safely, right? They've not been able to do that. But well, as I said later on, they're trying to manufacture products in, in, in space or in the Earth's orbit. So we can, we can say that's in the atmosphere of the Earth or just, just in, the, in the blended area, right? From the atmosphere towards, towards space, right? And with micro, microgravity, right, in the Earth's orbit, Things like con convection currents don't exist. So you, you have a very little chance of heat rising up towards anything, right? And the particles in liquids don't, don't form clumps. 
and, and you know rise to the surface or sink to the bottom like they do on Earth. Yeah, I know that's a bit technical, but that's the general concept of why this is really, really important in terms of manufacturing some sensitive products. Now, according to Varda, this leads to all of these advantages of zero-G or microgravity, right? They lead to increased bioavailability, extended shelf life, and the ability to develop new intellectual property in privacy, and also allows for new routes of administration. And, and this is in the case of pharmaceutical uh, manufacturing, because again, like I said, the main drive of this is Vada is actually pushing this as a, as, a, as a medical thing, as a pharmaceutical thing. You know, we're going to be making some sensitive drugs and things that are going to be useful for keeping people healthy. And, and we're going to find new ways to administer drugs based on these developments, you know, to the body, right? New ways of administering drugs to the body or administering uh, other types of pharmaceuticals to the body, right? So I'm going to play like a video that they... Uh, that they uh, that they that that they produced right here. Right here, uh, I'm gonna share this now. Let's see what we have here. Okay. Think you guys can see this now? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna play a small portion of this real quick, and I'll give my thought. My. So this is a very well produced video. I think. Let me let me allow this to have some sound. Right here. All right. Let me. I'll let it play. Let it play right here to have some sound. Sorry about that, guys. Artist Mile First, who right. opened the gateway to the galaxy oh, well and produced. ushered in an entirely new kind of science with the power to benefit all life on Earth. At Varda, we leave gravity behind to manufacture revolutionary products in space, to bring them back to Earth and deliver game-changing benefits today while paving the way for a truly interplanetary existence tomorrow. Shoot deploys nominal. With speeds 35 knots south-southwest, we'll have the inventory on trucks by lunch. So I, I'm going to just say right out the bat, I don't like the overproduction of this because it sounds very sensational. Um, but I guess if you're really trying to sell it, then you want to make it look like... Uh, a miniature version of movies like Gravity or you know the space type movies, right? Touchdown. Two ninety five I don't know. But these are actors. Looks good. Who's up next? People who work out further. Getting to space right. is old news. So, got in mind. Now but it makes people it's what you do when you're out there that counts. Uh, as you can see they this is a very well produced video and they talk about wanting to produce in space. So space manufacturing for life on Earth. We'll see how that turns out because there's a lot of work going into this. And actually, recently, Varda, um, let me stop sharing this real quick. Varda just announced recently that they, they're working with the, um, the, with the, uh, the Air Force or, or NASA. I'm not 
one of those two. Um, and the idea is to uh, use Vader's uh, spacecraft as a re-entry vehicle. So not just they're not just going to go to space and make pharmaceuticals and other products, you know, across several industries in space, but they are going to also use their spacecraft as a re-entry vehicle for other uh, entities like uh, like NASA and Air Force and things like that, or maybe other co competing companies also. So, so we can manufacture in space. You can manufacture in space. You can do whatever in space, but you're finding it very hard to re-enter Earth with your with whatever you've made or whatever you've taken to space or whatever you've made in space. So, so use us as a re-entry vehicle, right? So that's a good selling point for them. It seems that seems to me like that's a part of the technology that they've developed really well. They've developed the ability to go to space and bring stuff back safely. But I don't think the um, actual space factories uh, have been fully developed yet. That's just my own analysis, right? So there you have it. Uh, the four concepts of uh, of how um, life can exist offland in the Earth's uh, two other biospheres, right? In the atmosphere or on the edge of the atmosphere in space and on water instead of just land. So if you if you if you're like me and you like uh, uh, futuristic ideas like this and futuristic um, concepts like this, 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 this should have been a very interesting one for you. Uh, you're beginning to get a glimpse into what this channel is all about, is to look at what has been developed and analyze it, present it to you guys in a way where we talk about what could happen in the near future or what's happening right now and provide a detailed analysis from the, um, from the perspective of someone who works in the same space, right? as this. Um, before, I, before I close out the show, I, I will do a few things. I want to analyze, I want to give you my overall thoughts on this, first of all. So one thing that is missing in all of this is the ability to self-replicate -rep off-land. So if you're going to be building industries in space and, and ships operate only on water, you know, and uh, well, ships only operate on water. But if you're going to be building ship homes, uh, you're going to build in houses on water. If you're going to be building entire cities on water, uh, and if there is some future in which this is all we have, or this is mostly what we have, and we need to be able to, able to build all of those things in on water or in space and offland. So you need to be able to build an entire everything you need on the city. That, that lives on water, on water. You have to be able to build the industry in space that makes pharmaceuticals like Vada, you need to be able to build that industry in space. Yes, the the, the, the factories will be autonomous. They will, no one is going to be there except robots or whatever, just making stuff. And then, and then the re-entry is going to be automatic, maybe also, and no human is going to be involved. But how do you build factories in space? to be used in space, right? Things like that. That's it's kind of like what, what I think about this, uh, about this whole idea. And that would be the next step, I think. That would be that would be awesome because the ability to self-replicate will show the seriousness of this, of these concepts, right? All right. So this has been uh, an analysis of the concept of, of building uh, things off land, right? 
uh, let me see here. Yes, before I close out the show, let me uh, analyze some things, uh, explain some things to you guys about what this is all about. So this has been uh, our, just our weekly live stream. Every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time, I host a, uh, a weekly live stream and uh, typically provide you into an, a detailed insight into a specific type of emerging hardware or physical technology. Uh, the YouTube channel is HardTech or at username at HardTech Podcast. And the same for all of our social media, which is, uh, which is the same, right? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. And please, and if you're in, on any of these social media channels, please subscribe to us on there. Right or follow us on there. Uh, uh, as as you see on the screen right now, the username is at Hard Tech Podcast everywhere. Right, the links are also in the description of this video. Right, um, you can also listen to this uh, podcast or uh, live stream via audio uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and RSS. The links are also in the description. So, please leave your comments uh, on the video. I love to hear your opinions on, on what I've talked about on this live stream. Do you agree? Do you disagree? All comments are welcome. Go ahead and share it, right? Okay, so please like the video and share it with your friends. Also subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell. I've, I've enjoyed talking to you guys today. I've enjoyed uh, reading your questions. I've enjoyed uh, communicating with, with those of you on live stream today. I appreciate it. I'll see you guys on the next one.